Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 411, covering Nepenthe, with Kevin Lynch. Hi, friends. It's, uh, what is it, seven? Seven. Uh, Week seven yes. of Picard. Yes, and uh, Flonk's here. Flonk, uh, What's up? Thank you for switching. We've, we said this before. We want to say it again. Thank you for switching with Caitlin to make it possible for her to be here for oh, the yeah, moment yeah, no she was born to be here for, obviously. But also it worked out for you because you got the yeah, Rocker Show. You got a really good exactly. one, actually. Yeah. I yeah, did all been this good. But, oh, might yeah. be my favorite one so far. Yeah. This yeah, one, I think just like they hit all the like all of the nostalgia notes with this one. Yeah. But again, it didn't feel like pandering. No, like, not at all. A, there's a line, but like, I was a lot also, of the. Oh, good. I was also very surprised by how many times I teared up watching this. It's like I didn't think I yeah. missed these guys this much. Like I like Riker and uh, Troy just fine, but it's, man. Well, they're they're doing this really good thing where they like they're giving you just enough of the old stuff mm. to satisfy you, but also it's not all that. Yeah. And I like but that a is, lot. That's the thing Amanda was talking about last week. It's not just like, hey, remember, hey, remember. Yeah, exactly. But like like with Hugh and, and even with Data, it's been like, okay, this is, you know, a neat little callback. But like, this is the first time I've been like, I would like to see, you know, Riker join the crew. Yeah. Yeah. No, and we'll get into it, you know, mm-hmm. later. But th- these guys really came. Like, they weren't just here for their cameos. They weren't no. here to, yeah. to smile yeah, they, away they had the a, camera and get their paychecks. Yeah, exactly. And it's very good. Flunk, real quick before we get into your summary, what so far is your impression of the series? I'm trying to remember to do this with with each of the guests. Like, what do you what do you feel like so far with the show? Uh, I like it. Um, I think that uh, there's I mean, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit, but there, there's some like cliche boring stuff. But overall, it's, it's been a it's been a really good show. OK, that's that's generally everyone's impression. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for someone to say, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nobody said that yet. Yeah because we actually like Star Trek on, like, other parts of the internet. Yeah, seriously. So I understand, but uh, easy to avoid if you don't listen to podcasts. Mm. So. <laughs> All right, let's 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 get into it. Flonk, why don't you tell us what happens in Nepenthe? All right, uh, Elmo and Hugh are still running around on the board cube trying to evade Cersei Lannister. She finds them, and Elmo does kung fu and a bunch of backflips. It's cooler than it sounds. But then Cersei kills Hugh, and Elmo has found a new lost cause. Meanwhile, upstairs on the siren, Rios is trying to evade the mysterious Romulan chasing him. None of his tricks are working, including just stopping and waiting for the Romulan to pass by. <laughs> the only possible reason is because someone on the ship is a traitor. Of course, Rios suspects the only obvious choice, the person who came on the ship under su- suspicious circumstances, the person who was there when Maddox died, the person who turned off all the emergency holograms. That's right, he suspects Raffi. Don't worry, that goes nowhere because Dr. Dredd immediately tries to kill herself. <laughs> and if it sounds like I'm rushing through half the episode, it's because I am. That's not why we're here this week. Picard and Soji use the Borg quantum whatever the fuck to transport to the planet from Insurrection. There they meet one of the planet's natives, a wild girl of the woods, which is slightly less racist than it sounds. Picard asks the girl, Kestra, to take them to her parents. Dad, she shouts, there's something down here you should see. Don't come out with that Starfleet crap, shouts back Bill. Yes, we've reached Riker Planet, where Deanna and William, Billiam, Nails, Thomas, Eugene, Rod, Troy Riker have settled down <laughs> to raise their family. Well, half their family. 
Turns out their older son died of a rare disease that could have been cured with robot stem cells, but those are now banned on the Federation. Wait, is that what the synths are supposed to represent? Or am I just completely misremembering 9-11? <laughs> Anyways, Picard and the Riker family are so nice and warm and welcoming, and that just makes Soji trust them even less. And Deanne is the only one who seems to understand this. She also uses her powers to confirm what we already know. Soji's a robot, and she doesn't sense any emotions from her. So it's nice to see some things don't change. <laughs> but Bill and Dee raise a good kid, and she helps break down Soji's emotional walls. Also, Bill making a pizza pie! <laughs> which is way better than his egg parties back in the Enterprise. <laughs> in the conference, I mean dining room, uh, the crew comes up with a plan. Card and Lasserine will take Soji to her homeworld. Never mind that the Romans are already on their way there. So, two to beam up. We've got our setup for next episode. Speaking of next episode, Elmo's in a real pickle. He's surrounded by Romulans, and he needs a Borg to pilot the cube out of there, and Hugh's dead. Then he sees that blinking red phone. Next week, in the nick of nine, or seven of crime. Tune in, same Star Trek time, same Star Trek channel. Same horrible Star Trek channel. See, I really yeah. thought Picard was going to use that that uh, beacon. No. Not Elmo. No, it was for Elmo the whole time. Yep. I guess he these just two great friends will be reunited it, at last. Left it sitting on the desk for him. I didn't get where it was, like, in no. relation to him. Suddenly it's just dangling in the foreground, like... Well, he, he very slowly rolled under a desk, and I guess he... he <laughs> Saw it there. There's something I really uh, love about the lone steel desk just in the middle of the Borg cube. That does seem like a very Borg thing, though. Just put it oh. wherever it goes. This know, is where I our f- desk is. I feel like that's that's part of the uh, the artifact. This is the most it. efficient place on the on the cube to put a desk. I just I ex- I I, I want to see a bunch of Borg just walking past in single file, and they all keep banging their shin on the side of it. <laughs> Except for the one guy who really likes frogs, he sits behind the desk. Mm-hmm. With a picture of a board behind him. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) I was going for the good place thing, but that's much Also good. Yes. Uh, Real quick, before I forget, this has nothing to do with anything, but uh, we've we've been calling Elnor Elmo Mm -hmm. for so long that uh, our our good friend, uh, very old friend, uh, Handsome Dan from Down Under, Mm -hmm. uh, recorded this for us. And I I just, I want to play this before I forget because this is very good, so... Real quick, here, here's this. Hey, kids, it's Elmo. Hey, remember, our promise is just a prison. Yay! So there's that. Nice. Also remember, that delighted me so much. In Elvish, Elmo's name translates to Star Wars. Uh, no, Star Trek. What? It's like Star Run uh-huh. is like what it, so yeah, his name is Star Trek. That's the worst. It. Yeah, it's, it's. Elmo, is, you couldn't get any worse in my eyes. I will say I hated him less in this episode than I have yet. It's oh, this is the best Elmo episode so far. The over-the-top image of a samurai ninja running around in a board cube is just stupid enough to justify him. You see him roll under that desk we were well, talking about? Yep. <laughs> well, he also had something to do in this. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. The whole reason he was cast is to do kung fu and do some backflips, and that's what he did this week. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, nailed I it, liked, Elmo. I like teaming him up with Hugh. I actually thought there was like some potential yeah. and mm-hmm. like a like a weird partnership there, but then they killed Hugh. Yeah. So there is that. Yeah. And this is your bad thing, yeah, Matt? Yeah, I was really disappointed they killed Hugh. Like, I really feel like that character had so much more that he could bring to the show. Like, come on, guys, you kill Hugh and let Elmo live? Come back in and try again. <laughs> I don't know. We got a lot more of Hugh than I expected. I figured he'd get his Seven of Nine bit, like, mm-hmm. one episode, and that's it. Like, no, that's what I, I figured, mean, too, but, like... 
he came in and did a really great job. And the guy who plays him is like really, really good. Like I want more of that yeah. dude. Like it was really disappointing to lose him. I I have mixed feelings. I mean, you got to have stakes. You got to occasionally sure. lose some guys and losing someone from the next gen era mm. hurts a little, but also we're not losing Riker. So, you know, I mean, fair. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's why you bring in someone yeah. like you. It's like, oh, I remember him. Oh well, he's dead. Now I know how all those Echeb fans felt last time. Mm. <laughs> that you're being generous with losing, fans. losing that amazing character. I, there must be some Echeb. There are. <laughs> are you emphasizing I because they took out his eye? Maybe. <laughs> no, it's from the Asimov novel Echeb. Of course. <laughs> no, it's a reference to the logo for uh, CBS All Access. Of course. <laughs> The greatest streaming platform around. Uh-huh. Uh, so, okay, we're doing bad things. Uh, Flonk, what do you got? I mean, I, I like Dr. Gerardi a lot, mm. but her whole arc is, hasn't been believable, and not just because she's a woman in her 30s named Agnes. <laughs> the whole thing has been so cliched and telegraphed, and there's just they're not doing anything new with it. The only thing that's been saving it so far has been the fact that she doesn't want to be a mole, but even that reached its obvious conclusion this week. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the only thing I really am enjoying about it is just her being tortured by guilt. Yeah, the, so a couple weeks ago we had the, I guess now infamous on the internet, uh, Commodore O in her sunglasses, her, her cool, cool shades. Mm -hmm. And we get we get to see the rest of that scene that Wait, we got away from. Wait, is she the Snicker Man? <laughs> hey, shut up, civilian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it turns out that she enlisted Agnes in her plot of ploy to start a war by uh, non-consensually mind-melding with mm -hmm. her. Uh, again. Our favorite thing. Which also, that's not how mind-melds work. You don't, I mean, I like, know. just shoot memories of what you think is going to happen if robots take over. Yeah. I think she was sending like, her... Like, you're, you're, you're literally merging your mind with somebody. You're becoming, like, one person. No, it just it I... felt like shorthand for uh, exposition and to give her a reason to be terrified, and then they can show some, like, scary images. I think she was showing her real images from Mars, first of oh, all. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. It just, but... There's some weird culty-looking stuff in there, too. Like, you see Oh wearing, well... like, a weird robe and stuff. Yeah, that might be part of that whole destroyer prophecy bullshit. Yeah. That's my guess, but I don't know. But also, using mind melds to uh, dispense specific exposition and not just broad impressions of your, your mind. Like, mm. uh, Spock did that in uh, the 2009 movie. He said, uh, hey, little Kirk, here's specifically what happened with Nero. He, now we don't have to just sit and talk about yeah. it. Here's some, yeah, like, dynamic bullshit. I'm, I'm just saying there's precedent. I don't, I don't like... I didn't like it there. I don't like it here, mm. but it has happened before, so. And, yeah, I... I, I like I said, like I just saw this all coming. Like from the moment she yep. shows up just in time to kill the Romulans that are they're attacking Picard at his house, mm -hmm. like, like just happens to show up in the nick of time for that. And then yeah, it's just been see, so I was I was obvious. hoping they've done a lot of subverting that stuff, and I was hoping she would literally just be what she claimed to be, yeah. which is yeah. a scientist with an interest in this and a connection to Bruce Maddox, mm -hmm. and that's it. And then she killed Bruce. And she's been great as kind of like the, the goofy civilian that's along for the ride. Yeah. But, you know, we, we don't get that, do that I guess. Like someone who just lives on Earth and doesn't know all this space stuff. Like mm. everyone yeah. here was in Starfleet except her. She doesn't know what any of this is. And I like all that. Yeah, she's like, got that line that, that you like where, you know, she wants to go home. She's like, just turn it at the ship at Earth and press play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very good. She had she had a lot of good luck. And that's the thing. I like the character apart from all that. Yeah. And I like yeah. 
the yeah, the, I love the actress. Video. She's great. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the bit was... with her and, and Raffi is so good. Where Raffi's, come on. If there's one thing I know, drunk. It's, it's how to get someone drunk and stoned to shit. What you, what's your poison? I want. I know hey. how to forget problems. I'm Raffi. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no problems at all now that I have you to take care of. <laughs> I like, I've got something that can help you. And Agnes, like, uh, uh, Alison Pill's read on this is just perfect. Is it cake? Just makes me laugh so, so much. Good. Yep. And then, yeah, she poisons herself because, like, I guess she can't just tell them what's going on. She's yeah. got to get the... EMH well, she was to... about to, but then the, the Romulan showed up again. Yeah. So, yeah. It's the, it's the guilt thing, you know? Yeah, and I like that. She's playing it well. Yeah. But, Flonk, you're absolutely right. This is all, like... It's such a her and Raffi both are yeah. characters I've seen a thousand times, and like, what are you bringing that's new? Mm-hmm. And Leo Rios is a character we've seen a thousand times, but he's doing something new with it. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing is like so many other things, like the the spy friends back at back on the vineyard, like yeah, could have been like this dumb cliched, like they could have been out of the, the Romulans that were actually like they were the Tauchiar agents that were keeping tabs on the yes. whole yeah. time. And then they get activated and try to kill yeah. him or whatever. Nope. Nope. Very no, loyal. Yeah. They did something different. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff like that. And it's it's very disappointing. Um, I feel like we should talk about all the non-Riker stuff, just like you did in your summary. Like, get let's let's get all that out of the yeah, way. So we can talk way, to the yeah. meat of it. So is there any other, like, uh, Flunk, you had mentioned the the way the Romulan, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, <laughs> Kevin or whatever his name is. <laughs> um, was yeah, chasing yeah, them around. He doesn't have any lines, which is weird because he's a regular. But the way he was sort of tailing them didn't really make sense. It was a problem with the special effects, I think, more than um, than anything else. Where like they're talking about how like there's this mysterious ship chasing them and they don't know how to evade him and blah blah blah. But they're just flying, you know, working in a straight line with this Romulan like two feet behind them, Mm -hmm. and the ship isn't cloaked. It's just it's just there. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It doesn't make for a very dynamic chase sequence. No. And then, yeah, he's just like, well, how are we going to evade him? Oh, uh, full stop, and he'll just shoot right past us. So I definitely have made this reference before, but there was a really, really bad uh, Captain America movie from, I want to say, like 1990 or so. Oh, with the motorcycle? Yeah, I think it was straight to video. And there's a trick he does at least twice in this movie. What's that? Nebedi is like the comic relief from that. Yeah. Ned Beatty was the comic relief in a good superhero movie as well, but uh, but also in that. And the uh, the Red Skull, they gave him Red Skull makeup and then painted it skin colored on top of it. <laughs> this was very the, strange. This was the the thing that all superhero movies did back then. Like they show the comic book thing for five seconds and then like they cover well, it up they, because they're embarrassed by mm-hmm. it. But they could have just like let the actor be himself, but they still put him in all the makeup and then painted yep. it to look like him. <laughs> but, very strange. He had this he had this trick Captain America did in that movie at least twice where the bad guys would be chasing him down steps and he would hide under the steps until they ran past and then he'd run back up the steps behind them and it was the stupidest thing and it was his go-to trick and that's what this feels like. It feels I, like Rios is hiding under the stairs until the Romulan ship passes. I, I believe his other go-to trick in that movie <laughs> was stealing cars. No, it was pretending to be sick and so then, that they would get out of the car and see if he was okay and then running back in the car and stealing it. This Captain America is kind of a <laughs> dick. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, okay. Uh, my bad thing. Well, it's it's related to the Rikers, so we'll wait on that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else? I about really like the board cube. Yeah. Um, yep. I love like the. We didn't really see them in this episode, but last week when like the walls are just kind of like moving around and modular to wherever 
they need mm-hmm. to be. Like, that's yep. really cool. Yeah, that feels right. No, uh, we've said this before. The design feels very true to what Next Gen was. They didn't feel the need to redesign it like Disco did with so much original series yeah. stuff. They just they they stayed true to it and they made it look better. Yeah, it just looks yeah, more updated better and better. Yeah, board cube. Yeah, it looks like we can see it in more detail because they don't have can. the the Spencer Gifts uh, thing over the <laughs> over the alcoves. Like it's it's just a neat little light. Oh yeah, the Zappy Globe. Uh, yeah. Spencer's Gifts finally closed in the Star Trek universe. Thank God. Oh, that's sad. Now what is Spencer gonna do? Um. All right. Well, let's get into oh, it. Hang then. on. Uh, we also got uh, a pretty good Rizzo scene too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I she talk was about that before it's gone. Um, she definitely was chewing up some of that good-looking scenery. Uh, d- yes. She executes a bunch of Borg just in front of Hugh, and it's it finally makes her you know threatening. Yeah, not just hanging out outside of everyone else and yeah, and she's cackling. Yeah. She's actually interacting with our guys this week. Yeah, and also, she the, did a good look, job. The look on Hugh's face as the XBs, as they're called, Amanda hates that. Uh, I do too. <laughs> uh, I have no problem with I it. I hate that. I hate synths. It's just a bunch of Blade Runner yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Like, I, Star I, Trek, I, you're supposed to go, the, you're not supposed to short it. You're supposed to go in the opposite direction. They <laughs> get, like, super long and technical. <laughs> Quickly, I the like synthetic stuff- humans. I like that stuff better than every single person saying fuck every 10 words, but you know, mm-hmm. I guess I'm on an, I'm on an island with that stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like her finally being able to to do that and, and watching Hugh, like the horror in his face, like mm-hmm. these are people that I've been trying to help. They've been through so much and now you're just murdering them. Oh God. And you know, again, the actor really stepped up. Yeah. That was very yeah. good. And that like, yeah, he's, he's been like, really good. Like these like three episodes, like, yep. Cause uh, like I meant to said last week, like, he's coming back and, and you're worried that it's going to be like a 90s TV actor mm-hmm. but he, he he fucking nailed it he's fucking also ni- basically yeah. a 90s TV child actor because he was yeah he was, was like 16, 17 something yeah. like that yeah in his teens so yeah like a lot of those people didn't grow up to necessarily be the best actors or they stopped acting and then yeah. try to come or back or you know they host after shows yeah. <laughs> zing ah <sighs> But speaking of people who came back mm-hmm. and really stepped up, yep. we get to see Deanna and Bill, and man. It was so good. It was great. It was just so fucking good, man. It really was. I did not feel talked down to. I did not feel like, hey, here, here eh, eh, remember these guys? And I like, do remember these guys, but I don't remember these guys ever being this good because yeah, you never let them be. And the direction that their characters sort of took just makes so much sense, you know? Like, yeah. Yep. They retired and had a family. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, like they and went of course on... they retired to the mountains. I mean, that house is very Alaska. Like, yeah, Bill very clearly you... designed that place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're saying they take a trip to the mountains? <laughs> yes, the weird curved mountains that make circles. Uh-huh. I, I love that. that. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Really cool. Oh yeah. Uh, the the planet that they live on is the title of the episode Nepenthe, which was like a. a uh, what was it? A curative, mm-hmm. like something that something that cures your grief in in old Greek stuff in the in the Odyssey, and I like that because mm-hmm. uh, they're here because they lost their kid, yeah. and they were well, here they, to try to heal took... him, and it didn't yeah. work, and yeah, and I like all that. I mm-hmm. I that could have been real bad, like yeah, on paper, it's like oh, so they had a kid, but it died, and they're sad, like mm-hmm. ugh, really. But that's, I mean, like that's one of those cliches Flunk's talking about that yeah. could be terrible. But it feels very like like the kid died 
not recently, like a couple of years ago, and like yeah. it's still it's still there, like it's still sort of hangs over all of them, but it's not like a we have to sit in the dark and cry all the time thing, you know? No, these are two very emotionally mature adults, one of them with a background in psychology, mm-hmm. and well, they're processing their grief properly. Yeah. That one also like feels everybody's emotions, so she's going to like feel it more intensely than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Of course. But also and, they're yeah. handling it in a very healthy yeah. way, in a very productive way, and like all of that. Yeah. You know, like they're still sad, but they're getting on with their lives and it's it's good. And I mean, I guess I'll just jump to my good thing here. It's great to see them again, but it's more specifically that these two have been given more to do in this single hour mm-hmm. while sharing time with a lot of other stuff than they did in all four movies combined and even in half the series. Like, these two both got to act their asses off and they both completely rose to the occasion. And I love seeing the two sort of different ways they're reacting to Picard. Like, yep. Bill is so yep. fucking excited to see him and just like, hey! Hey, Dad's home! Dad's home yeah. and just like, here are my kids and here's what I'm doing now. He's showing off everything and just like, whatever you need, I am here to help you. And Troy is just like, I am delighted to see you, you, my old, old friend. Do not bring your bullshit to murder my other kid. She she has, a, and I wish I remembered the line, but she's got a very specific line that says exactly that. It yeah. says, we love you, we support you, we want to help you, but also, if Romulans are trying to kill you, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And it's it's so diplomatic while at the same time being firm. It's well, it's all the stuff she should have been the whole time, well, you know? Well, it's, it's so perfectly, like, God, she's a good actor and we never got to see <laughs> yeah. that. No, we, we said time and again, this is what she should have been. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like when uh, Uhura in the, the movies finally became like a linguist. It's like, oh, she's got something useful to do. Look at that. Yeah. Instead of just hanging around and like give her something. Mm-hmm. And they did. And man, yeah. very, very good. The way uh, Picard sort of tries to tease like by being sort of playfully mean mm-hmm. to... Uh, to uh, Soji about something and that really fucks her yeah. up. Yeah. And like, and Troy's like, what's wrong with you, man? Yeah, you Troy calls him out on his bullshit. Yeah. She's, she's processing a lot of stuff right now. You don't push. You, you be kind. Come on. She, her entire world just came crashing yeah. down like an hour ago. Yep. And you're making jokes, huh? Yeah. Come on. Well, the other thing is like, we, the, that moment has a lot of like, you see Troy as someone who's had a, a background of like abuse. Mm-hmm. And it's not played stupid or ignored. It's just a part of the character and like making her like empathetic to this other character. It was just God. It was good to see. No, and there's a lot going on there because yeah. she's lit. She's literally an empath. Mm-hmm. She's also a, a you know trained psychiatrist. Yeah, but like you say, she's she, we watched <laughs> she her get abused a lot. Kidnapped by Romulans and had them torture her. Yeah, she's been violated a number of times that we know of, and she was on starships before and after that, so... Uh, yeah. So yeah, there was that was all very good. And uh, she just nailed every bit of it. Plus, she got the voice back. Like, yep. that weird accent she did for the series that she forgot in the movies when she just sort of defaulted to her, like, standard British one. Like, she got it back. It was nice. She sounded like Troy again. It was very good. Um, my bad thing, though, since we're talking about... Uh, so so they had a son, and his name was Thad, and apparently they named him after Riker's Civil War ancestor? Yeah, that was a... Wi- <laughs> after yeah. the really nice uh, naming Kestra after 
Deanna's dead sister. Like that's good old fashioned uh, next gen lore. And then, yeah. right. well, what? Ne- wait, next gen what? Lore. <laughs> there you go. All right, did you did you prefer next gen before? <laughs> no, no, you. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, it, it happened before. You're correct. No, you're right. And then Thad is from and. Someone had to point this out to mm-hmm. me. I didn't catch this. It's from the uh, uh, Q episode of Voyager where Riker pops up briefly and Q says something about I rescued his ancestor yeah. or some bullshit. I don't know. That's yeah, not, if you, not as good a poll. No. If you're going to make some polls, though, like we like said, like naming the girl after someone from Deanna's family, that's good. Yeah. So who are you going to name the boy after in, in Bill's family? There's Bill Sr. and this random guy from the Civil yeah. War. What was Bill Sr.'s real there's... name? We've been calling him Bill oh, Senior for so long. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Kyle. It was it was Kyle. Kyle. I guess that'll work. Yes. Or or you could call or, him Tom after yeah. his <laughs> Tommy Junior after his uncle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess. I guess they're like brothers. I guess they're like twins. Brothers forgive each other. <laughs> Name him after his dead friend Data. This is my son right. Data Riker. <laughs> Troy Riker. This is Data Riker. <laughs> uh huh. Anyway, what I, I what I was what I was saying is like uh, so Thad died from a disease and flunk mentioned this in his summary that could have been cured with an android brain yeah. that's ridiculously yeah, sure. convenient not? for the plot and kind of dumb. i mean like yeah the fact that this thing that picard's mixed up in could have saved their dead like come on this was such a sweet thing and you had to ugh, that was real stupid. and like i kind of like it from a world building thing where like it's not just like cheap labor that's been taken away now that they don't have since anymore like it's uh you know there's yep. unintended came, consequences we it came from out of nowhere we never knew that like positronic brains had any kind of organic uh, you know sure like uh, application until now it just like what yeah you, well, you can grow no, virus antivirus data's mom was organic sort of uh, data's mom was organic the same way soji and, and yeah. dodger are organic yeah. i think but I also, I, 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 I do. It's, it's been a while since I've seen that yeah, episode, well, and they haven't yeah. mentioned it for some reason. Yeah, so. funny that. Well, I mean, but we're basically reliving it through these yeah. two, only better. Yeah, but I, well, I like, I like. And then the also, Lal hasn't come up yet, which is that also, does yeah, surprise I me. I, I, I figured she'd get yeah. name checked in the first episode, or I figured at least Maddox would say something mm-hmm. about her, like the the character. Well, Maddox the isn't saying anything anymore. <laughs> well, okay, for the five seconds he was there hanging out with Bajazel. <laughs> Lest we forget Bejazel. <laughs> oh, how could we? She was wonderful. I really did like Saints Row play. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I I, uh, I liked all the talk about uh, Soji having, like, tears and mucus and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was good. Like, yeah. All, all the specific <laughs> like stuff a, about her organic nature. It is also a very kid thing to just... So you blow your nose, you have snot everywhere? Uh-huh. Well, this this gets to Matt's good thing, really. Do you poop? Do you poop? Can I watch you poop? <laughs> No, you can't watch me. <laughs> I'll take a video for you. Uh-huh. Uh, but Matt, this was your good thing, the the uh, the kid we're talking I about. I adore Kestra Troy Riker. She is so goddamn good. Like she's so clearly the kid of Bill and Deanna raised on this weird forest planet, and she's amazing, and I love her. She's funny and inquisitive, and she has just the right amount of reverence for like the old guys without it getting stupid or oh her her stories like the things she knows about data mm. filtered through the way what her parents told her like a kid being fascinated by the weird parts of data that are fascinating to a kid that was also the thing good. is i could totally see like a little kid who's just like i don't want to hear about my parents 
old job. But I do want oh, she to hear about this awesome. Okay, do you want to hear about robot your robot friend? Yeah. No, she doesn't want to hear the Picard stories or the Jordy stories, but she absolutely yeah, wants to hear the data Because stories. he's a cool robot that used to hang around. He had a cat. Wait, yeah, right. that's say You knew a robot that owned a cat? That's yeah. awesome. Uh-huh. Why Why do you keep telling me about someone called Bever? I don't care about her. <laughs> and then one time she fucked a ghost that lived in a candle. That was weird. Dad, I don't want to hear Will. this story. No one did. <laughs> well, Kestra's six. You don't maybe maybe wait to tell her the fucking candle story. <laughs> ah, she's old that enough. Fucking candle story. She was always trying to cast me in Shakespeare. Don't know why. <laughs> I'm a terrible actor. I'm a great actor. What are you talking about? Listen to this French accent I've been working on. No, and I just I love how she brings like Soji out of her shell too. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like for the first time, like, we complained about Soji feeling like a plot device, and for the first time, she feels like a yeah, person. Yeah, she feels like a person that I care like I care about. Between Kestra and Troy talking to her, it's just like, oh, no, I actually, like, I actually, I'm on your side now. Like, I care about all this weird shit that's happening to you. Yeah, she has someone that she trusts that doesn't have an agenda mm-hmm. for once, and it's nice. And yeah, Kestra, like, the, the actor they got is great. She's got this great sort of wild-eyed, mm-hmm. like, that sort of... Lil Hellraiser Bart Simpson kind of thing. Like, it's very good. And that would absolutely be Bill and Deanna. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. And also her her Mr. Wilson friend on the other side of the mountain that she keeps on bothering. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. She, they keep talking about this uh, Captain... What was it? Captain Crandall. Yeah. Which is it? such Kerbopal. an old man name. Right? Was <laughs> it Kerbopal? I keep calling her Crandall. It's literally the name of the oh. old man from Pet Cemetery, and I just kept thinking about that. <laughs> I they just keep setting him up like the fucking outrageous Okana, mm-hmm. and he can't possibly be. First of all, he's not going to be as cool as Rios. How, Second no of all, he's not going to be so. as cool as yeah, as, as everyone says he's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess we'll meet him next week. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Flunk, your good thing was basically all like Rikers related as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You took the actors, so I I took the characters. <laughs> yeah. That's um, fair. I really liked uh, you know the way everyone like just kind of slid easily into their old ro- roles, but with the new dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean-Luc is still in charge, and Bill gives his advice for mission, but also he's got, you know, good life advice for his for his old friend. Uh, Deanna's a good counselor to Soji and helps the card, but also deservedly calls him on his mm-hmm. shit. This is something you guys talked about with other returning characters, but it holds up here, too. Uh, these guys feel like our guys just 20 years later, which is not something a lot of revival shows can pull yeah, It's off. hard to roll back, to no. just roll back into those characters again sometimes, and both of these also, guys nailed it. I think As part of what helps is that these guys have been real life friends for all yeah, this time definitely yes that absolutely that helps with the chemistry for sure but yeah we talked about specifically with marina sirtis just she didn't have shit to do on that show until the last couple mm-hmm. of years and then not in the movies at all like, this is the, the movies yeah yeah this is the most we've seen of deanna troy emotionally and even just like line counting wise yeah. in like ever maybe this is like the most i've seen her have to do and certainly do since enterprise since that romulan episode well yeah which yeah. is like I mean, the best she had, Troy thing up she, to the, this point. She had some shining moments. Sure. Most of them happened in the last two or three years and then only two or three times a season. Mm-hmm. But like she had some. Bever had none. No. I will die on that hill. But it's just so nice seeing, you know, seeing all of the things that make that character interesting addressed. Mm-hmm. Like she is a counselor. She's yeah. also former Starfleet. She's also a Betazoid. She's also lost her kid. Like, all of those things are, are there, and it's, oh, it's, so, it's so very good. Ah. Yep. And Bill, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
he you could have very easily made him sort of the like the the retired dad type you know like the, there's nothing there he's just like boring yeah but yeah there's still there's still some meat on which that is bone, you know like you know we took how will was in the in the first season or two and then they started putting more and more freaks into the character mm-hmm. and then that's coming across here too like it, he, he's even more freaks than he used yeah. to be yeah i mean which is fine like that works for that works for for the character so you know yeah, absolutely. No, and there was some. There's that bit. Just this where... big hairy man that lives in the mountains. Now. <laughs> <laughs> do Do you think Jonathan Frakes is the Yeti? I mean, let's have a look at the evidence. Oh, no, it's, it's Pacific Northwest. He'd be a yeah. Sasquatch. Oh, of course. He lives in the woods. He's covered in hair. He's eight feet tall. Like, do I have to draw a map yeah. for you? Like, yeah, that's fair. Plus, I he's gotten a Pacific lot bigger Northwest, over the years, know. and Patrick Stewart has gotten a lot smaller, and it, mm-hmm. it really works. Well, and it also feels like they're not shoot. They're not like shooting him low to the ground anymore it's like there's just like yeah fucking jonathan frakes is a giant mountain of a man like well they're not doing that tv thing where you have to shoot from the same five standard angles every time like you can you know you can adjust it for the the size of your character they're not making patrick stewart stand on a box of apples or anything right no now why do we have all these stools around i gotta put my leg up (laughs) oh i can't put my leg up anymore oh boy Oh, Will, you you know your knees can't take that anymore. Dan, I threw yeah. my back out again. It's the only way I know how to sit down. <laughs> this is why we live on the healing planet. <laughs> this is why we didn't leave after the kid died. Just, just I need it. Bunny corn is actually very good for the for the joints. Yeah, you shave the horn up. It's uh, also a great aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. Like those two need an aphrodisiac. She's about to go into betazoid menopause. Oh, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, that poor kid. That's why they send her out to play in the woods a lot. Uh-huh. Come back in a day or two. Because his, his libido has not diminished. Yeah, yeah you want to go camping? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I just picture sending, sending her out like Millhouse. <laughs> this was easier when you had an older brother to send with you, but uh, whatever. Dad, but why did I you like... build four hot tubs this weekend? <laughs> uh, I was waiting for the batteries to recharge. Never mind. Just never mind. <laughs> I do like explains how, why all their showers are outside. Seriously, uh huh. I I do like how sort of large that this the 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 sun loomed. Like we got a real good picture of him without mm-hmm. seeing any flashbacks or anything. They did a good job yeah. of like creating the hole that he created in their lives without actually showing yeah. him, which was nice. Yeah, or like you know stopping in his grave on the way over or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but they painted this really interesting picture of this kid who grew up on starships and didn't understand the idea of a home world and then started sort of creating them in his yeah. head and then all these fake languages it was very I good. love that a lot it's a, it's a really cool sort of like you know it's a, it's a unique thing to have like your your like a smart kid sort of like latch on to you know yeah and we never like dealt very much in star trek with kids who knew no other life than living on a ship mm-hmm. you know that's well, one of the like, things it's something... when we started doing Endeavor, that was one of the things that interested me yes. about doing Naomi. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot mm. because she was born on a ship. Yeah. And that's not something we see a lot of. Yeah. So it would make you a very different kind of person. Yeah. And yeah, I love all of that. I, uh, but that bit where they're sitting, like, sitting on the dock of the yep. bay. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> where, like, Riker's, like... Uh, Basically got his arms around Picard, and it's just uh, it's this sweet father son yeah. moment, and ah, uh, that's that's Dad where I says he's proud of him, and yeah, yeah, it took thirty and years. Of course, 
Riker's got the perfect poker face. He's like, oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And then he leaves. He's like, oh, my God, Deanna, did you hear? Yes, it was very good for you. Oh, my. Oh, he's never going to shut up about that now, is he, Mom? No, I, nope. I'm sensing you're very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take an empath to figure that oh, out. <laughs> and we can pull out all the old ones. You know, your father will talk about Jean-Luc Picard at the drop of a hat. Any, Any hat. hat. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, oh, that's why she felt a little off to mm. me. She didn't what? eat chocolate once. Th- or talk about oh her mother. Oh my God, you're right. Well, well I mean, her mother's definitely dead. <laughs> yeah, her mother's well, dead. Well, yeah. I hope she's not, though. I hope, like, just because the actor died doesn't mean the character has I mean, to die. Yeah. I hope she's out there, like, in, in her 90s. Just like fucking her way, fucking her way across the galaxy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, she got Odo. Like, oh yeah, yeah. That's that's like, if you're playing like uh, sexual bingo, mm-hmm. like a changeling is is uh, you know, come on. You can keep on knocking off cards with a with a changeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll take one of them and one of them and one of them. <laughs> Haven't been with an Andorian. Have a, yeah, exactly. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Um, I really liked when Riker, like, figured out everything without Picard saying a word to yeah. him. Yes. He's just like, well, you know, you're here, and you, you mysteriously showed up, so I guess the Borg are probably involved, and you're complaining about cloaks, so Romulans, and you're scared out of your mind, so it's gotta be Tal Shiar. Mm-hmm. And Picard's just like, yep, yep, okay, you got me. And I love him doing, wow, like, why, and I saw her, I saw her do that data head tilt, so. Yeah. So she's a yeah. robot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was all very, very good. Uh, it's good. I it's like... a way to avoid doing needless exposition, and it shows that Riker still has his shit together. Mm-hmm. I like the yeah, yeah. Um, he was a captain for fifteen years too. Like, I like the the sort of meta moment where Rios calls in, and he's like, "These people have so much drama. Not like you. <laughs> it's just like very clearly." Look, back back in the 80s and 90s, we didn't, like, characters weren't like this. All these people have, like, weird fucking dark, sinister secrets. Everybody's you guys sad are so nice all the time. Yeah. I mean, uh, we did lose a kid. Uh, yeah, but you're still not dicks yeah. about it. No. <laughs> you're sad and, and sympathetic. Ah. Uh. What else? Uh, do we do the uh, Picard's uh, heart line? Because I fucking love that. Oh, no. Oh, no, yeah, that's that very good. good. What, uh, uh, so what wait, was that? So when they show up on the on the planet, uh, uh, Kestra meets them, and she's doing her whole, like, she's got, like, her bow and arrow and stuff. She's out hunting. Yeah, her Lost Boys yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And she points an arrow at them, and Picard goes, you're going to want to point at my head. My heart is 100% duranium. Mm-hmm. Donk, donk, donk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, at this point, it's all just like, oh, that was great. That was great. Just mm-hmm. like, it's just a list of things that made me happy. This, this uh, we can was... do my my quote here, which was some Star Trek shit showing up in the middle of this mountain house. Oh, oh man. Oh. oh, you need a place to hide out. Shields up. Remember scans to Max. We've had a little trouble around here lately with the Xinti. Yeah, that I thought was a little cheesy at first until it was real. Yeah. Like, if if that was the way he reacted, like, 
using cheesy starship lingo to talk about normal things i think is dumb but he yeah. literally does have shields around his house so i actually kind of yeah, liked I mean, it that makes a lot of and sense they, you're living I, on like a colony like i'm sure there's not people super close that you could get to in an emergency or whatever it's probably good to be able to lock the house down if you have to and well, also it sounded like he said they had trouble with the zindi um, I saw that too. Uh, it's not well, Zindi. It was yeah, yeah. It was I it's think, the Zindi, said, the the cat people from the cartoon. Yeah. Oh, was it the? I thought it was the Zenkathy, the uh, the the guys that they mentioned in DS Nine a few times. And I checked Memory Alpha. It's the it's the guys from ah. the Larry Niven novels. Yeah, yeah. That's that's especially weird because they're not canonically Trek. I thought I thought we were well, pretending they are now. that didn't yeah. happen. Oh well, good. I mean, I like them. I like those books. Mm-hmm. I like like that's fine with me. But yeah, I. Uh, like I said, it, when when he said shields up, I was like, "Oh, is that how he says we're we're looking for trouble yeah. now?" No, no, he literally Some means shields, shields up. went up. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, very very mm-hmm. good. Uh, oh, and also I have a note: Who eats a tomato like an apple? You maniacs! <laughs> that was Pick very strange. Very good, very lo- ripe looking red tomato, and just bite into it. Like what? Th- no. Don't don't be teaching the android weird shit. She just got here. Like she doesn't know any this better. This is what humans do. No, it's not what humans do. She's gonna be do. eating Stop tomatoes that. at the grocery store. Three years store old. Like she's gonna be doing this forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like eighteen months old. Yeah. She's very impressionable right now. Thirty-seven yeah. months. Oh, Everything right. she owns is thirty months years old. M- months old, right. approximately. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Anything else? Yeah, I think that's it. It was such a quiet episode, and. I really felt like we needed, but it also wasn't because there it was very quiet. But there was also like a bunch of action yeah. sequences. Yeah, there was there was all the stuff on the board cube and also all the stuff with the chase. Yeah. Like every yeah. all the all the two subplots were very. But it's like this is what, which I think is why they yeah. did that. This is what I was complaining about all the time in Disco. Is this episode we finally get like some breathing room and yeah. it's really good. Yeah, you don't always have to be pushing the plot forward. Sometimes you can spend a few moments with your characters yeah. and figure out what they're thinking and feeling. Or and you could have your main character go and, and take some time off while all your side characters are pushing the yeah. follow-up. Right. And in this particular case, we got inside the head of one of our principals, which is Soji, but at the same time, we caught up with some old friends. Like, they did a good job of balancing the old and the new mm-hmm. stuff. It wasn't just the Riker and Troy nostalgia show. It also helped one of the new characters move which forward. Which is probably also why it worked so well, because... Yeah. Because it's not just... We're gonna yeah, leave these guys that we the, like. The fan buttons. Yeah. Right. No, it wasn't just there for fan service. It, it you know, solid. Oh, it was, <laughs> but yeah. But it was. But also it had a there purpose too. on top of that. Right. Exactly. I think they also realized, and, like, you you got if you're doing if you bring up a card back, you you got to check in with some of his old friends. Yeah. And you but know, no worse. No, ever. ever. <laughs> no, and again, I don't wish Michael Dorn any harm. <laughs> I think he's a wonderful guy. I just think it's hilarious. That the one guy that's been campaigning for a show all these years is the only one who gets left yeah. out. But he doesn't He's actually sitting at the CBS that. offices with like a little bindle. Uh huh. It's got all his pitches inside it. <laughs> yep. So many pitches. Let's see. I could be captain of. He's got like fifteen week. iPads that all have one pitch. <laughs> <laughs> they just hand him back a pad that says no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, I guess that's yeah. Everything. Yeah, I think so. Flunk, you got anything you want to plug? I know you've been showing up on uh, Tinseltown a fair mm-hmm. amount lately. Yeah, yeah, I've um, yeah, a couple of Tinseltowns. I don't think I have anything coming up there. I just did 
the horrible nativity series. You so, lucky bastard. You know, there's that. No, <laughs> no. Um, but on Brian's other show, uh, oh, yes. a bit alarming. Um, he just finished up Beauty and the Beast, um, and he's working on season two. Oh, Jesus. And as a little space filler, um, I am going to be the sole guest uh, for the next couple months. Oh. So it oh, is wow. now my show as well. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and we will be doing a deep dive on the Will Smith Aladdin. Oh, Jesus. Um, and that starts, that. I believe, actually, yeah, I did. Wow, okay. Um, that yeah, thing looked yeah, it was like a trash good. fire, uh, but okay. Relatively good. Um, yeah, fun fact, uh, Will Smith, that, that guy's a pretty good singer. Yeah. Huh. And uh, that know. starts this week, I believe. And uh, yeah, so go find that in your podcast. Cool, place. so that's uh, new and a bit alarming still. Yes, we we might have come up. We recorded the whole thing in a day, so it all kind of blurs together. Oh, fun. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we renamed the show and then forgot. And I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it gets very weird. Right. All right. Well, oh, and uh, uh, your Twitter. Oh, yeah, I'm Flunk2 on Twitter. If you want right. to see me get drunk and yell at the TV. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we are, as always, at Algar, at Robot mm-hmm. Matt. Uh, website postatomichorror.com you can write to us postatomichorror at gmail uh, we are on tumblr postatomichorror.tumblr.com and please check out Endeavor the new season has now premiered yep. ussendeavor.com we are very proud of how all of that is going uh, and we would love for you to check it out Yeah, and that's all for this yeah, time that's it folks the Postatomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Elgar Watt and Matt Robotham copyright 2020 Please don't sue us, we're just doing this for fun.